0: being parents in isolation isn't necessarily enough um, in some respects. I think when you're in that relationship together and it's very different, isn't it? When you've got a single parent household, Mm -hmm. but when, when you're in a relationship together in that home, I think it's really important to model what that healthy relationship looks like. And I think it's, it's good to show them that love takes work. It's not easy, but equally to show a a united front, a happy relationship. Um, And I think it's really important important to be intentional about that so that they're learning aren't they from us they're learning what does relationships look like what's a healthy relationship look like how do we respect each other you know, how do we talk to one another all of those things i think that's really important for our kids growing up to see how we interact
1: this is the m squared podcast featuring author miranda mathis you will hear tips tricks and inspiration that will help you raise and educate little ones who are happy safe and kind enjoy the show Well, welcome back to the M Squared Books podcast. Hey, Miranda, how you doing?
2: I am well. I'm very well.
1: Good. Well, I have to say this episode is a little bit special or different in a way because it's mainly focusing not necessarily on kids, but on parents or the relationship between parents. And that's not to say that kids are not benefiting from this episode because they very much are. So in this episode, Miranda and I are going to chat with Zoe Ayer about her thoughts on how to maintain a strong relationship after having children. Hi, Zoe. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Hi.
0: No problem. Thank you for having me.
1: Before we start, um, can you give us a quick glimpse
0: at who you are and what you do? Yeah, of course. So um, I live in the UK in Yorkshire with my husband um, and my little girl, Hattie, who's 16 months. Um, and I run a parenting account on Instagram, The Respectful Mum, um, where I very much focus on gentle parenting, respectful parenting, infant sleep, um, all of those kind of topics. And really just try and normalise that kind of information um, and easy to access information for people.
2: I First of all, I want to say congratulations on your daughter. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I was looking at your Instagram and I want to talk about your Instagram post where you posted a letter to your husband. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, so it was quite a vulnerable one to hit post on. Um, one of those where you're like, "Is this a good idea?" <laughs> um, but I think I'm a strong believer, and I think he is a strong believer that we have to talk about these things, and it's important to you know acknowledge that relationships after babies are not easy. Um, and so that was kind of a way of, I guess being really open and honest with people to say, these are the issues that we we face. And a lot of people came back with, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have those same problems as well and we have the same issues. And um, I think as much as it was a vulnerable post to put out there, I was pleased that I did because I think it resonated with a lot of people and, and helped them to, mm-hmm. to recognize that we're not alone and it is okay to talk about these things.
2: Was there something that prompted you to write that?
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so um we were on our way over to visit some friends and it was about an hour's drive away. And quite often you don't even get the chance to have a proper conversation, do you, when you've got little ones? Um, because they're constantly, I guess they're on it, you know, they're they're taking your attention most of the time, rightly so. Um but she was asleep in the car and, and we used that journey to have a conversation um and really just get to the bottom of what was happening. And I think I'd started to realise that Andy was I guess maybe just a little bit distant and I was thinking what what's going on what's happening here Um, and I think it was just one of those cases where you just start to see those cracks coming in through and you realise and think we need to do something about this before it you know gets worse Um, Mm -hmm. and so we kind of had this really important conversation about what we were going to do differently and what we needed to do and recognising maybe where things had gone wrong um and it was kind of following that that i was reflecting on it and and that's why i'd i suppose put that on instagram and and put that sort of letter to him really about you know this is why these are the reasons i obviously i shared it with him as well so that wasn't just everybody else getting the benefit of it it was it was him as well and, and understanding that
2: wow we we all know children are such a gift but they're a lot of work and it's not surprising that many parents go into a survival mode and not int- unintentionally neglect their relationship. But what are your thoughts and experience with this?
0: I think you you definitely do. You, as you say, it's not intentional, but when those little people come along, particularly in the early days, you're just completely in that bubble, aren't you, meeting their needs and and they take up so much time and attention and actually even once you get past those newborn days you know the the toddler bit hits and they will take a lot of time from you um and I think as mothers it's very instinctual isn't it for us that you are all encompassed by that and we maybe don't notice as much um the impact that that then has on our partners or the relationship whereas I I think that dads sometimes find that a little bit more difficult because it's not maybe quite as instinctual um, and they're maybe not in that beginning bit as in that bubble as maybe we are as mums. And I think it's difficult at that beginning bit to to recognise the impact it's having. Um, and so, yeah, I think there was a lot of time where just inevitably your attentions are on the baby um, and so you you do forget a little bit to to put the time and effort into your relationship. Um, and to focus on that as well,
2: and how have you and your husband come together to work together, even in the midst of being exhausted or sometimes things being chaotic?
0: I think we've always been pretty good at communicating with each other, and I think that's a real big one, isn't it? is being able to talk to each other um and to focus on what needs to be done um We've done a lot of work together, particularly after that conversation that we had in the car where we focused on, okay, well, what can we do to make things better and how can we um, approach those kind of things? And I think learning about relationships ourselves, so things like the love languages, I don't know if you've come across that, Mm -hmm. but learning what your love languages are and um, those kind of things, I think, really help you to then pull together um, to focus on what the child needs and to be better parents as well.
2: Okay. What do you think is so important to be intentional about relationship building?
0: I think we need to for our children, I think, in a way. So being parents in isolation isn't necessarily enough um, in some respects. I think when you're in that relationship together, and it's very different, isn't it, when you've got a single parent household, Mm -hmm. but when, when you're in a relationship together in that home, I think it's really important to model what that healthy relationship looks like and I think it's it's good to show them that love takes work it's not easy but equally to show a a united front a happy relationship Um, and I think it's really important to be intentional about that so that they're learning aren't they from us they're learning what does relationships look like what's a healthy relationship look like how do we respect each other you know how do we talk to one another all of those things I think that's really important for our kids growing up to see how we interact not only with our partners, but our families and um, all of those kind of interactions that we have with people.
2: You were talking about relationship building and I wanted to know with you um, doing things with your husband as well as the kids and you being that role model, how does that impact you to make sure that you're doing things to build that relationship as well as um, parenting, you know, improving your parenting skills as well?
0: Yeah, I think it's, when you're at odds with one another, it can be very difficult to put on that united front, can't it? Um, and I think putting on a the healthy and positive relationship for them is really important. And where it impacts then on parenting is if you're at odds with one another, it can be really easy to get into a competition, can't it? You know, with the whole "I'm more tired than you, I work harder than you," and I think that makes parenting quite hard because you're then not working as a team and you're at odds with one another. Um, And that can be really difficult. So I think when you're putting the time and effort into your relationship and meeting each other's needs as well, that makes it much easier to be united and, you know, to be a team as opposed to sort of a competition with one another.
2: Can you tell us a little bit about your journey with Gentle Parenting?
0: Yeah so I started reading I guess when I was pregnant um, as a lot of us will do and I I came across some really good um, resources out there so things like the Janet Lansbury work on um, RAE parenting, I read the book that you wish your parents had read Um, and I just kind of got to grips with the ethos and thought this is me you know this is really what I want to do and the way I want to parent so I got Andy on board with that and asked him to read some things as well and and he agreed and you know I think he probably had more reservations than me and was more you know this is going to be tough how are we going to manage it kind of but was on board with them with giving that a go Um, and so I was really quite intentional and conscious about it from really day one um, and sort of tried to implement that kind of techniques and the approaches really early on in terms of how I responded to Hattie and I suppose when they're little there's different ways of doing that but for example with sleep I was really intentional about making sure that I always responded um to with her sleeping that I would always help her sleep that um you know I don't, I wouldn't leave her to cry and things like that and so I was very intentional about introducing gentle parenting techniques right from how little she was um and my personality, I think, is that I love learning. I really enjoy, you know, going out there and finding more and more information. And that's the joy of parenting in some ways, isn't it? That there is more and more you can always learn. Um, you know, you don't get to a point and think, I know everything now. You never do. Um so I've really enjoyed that and that's grown as she's got older. I've it's kind of spiraled, I guess, and I've learned more and, and then wanted to give back by sort of starting the Instagram account and helping other people with sharing what I've learned and, um, normalizing things, I guess.
2: And how, how does this tie in your relationship with you, with yourself as well as your husband?
0: Oh, I think being for yourself, really recognizing your own triggers, um, and what you've been through and what makes it difficult for you. Um, and that is a lot of how we respond to our children isn't it is it's usually because of something that you might you won't even remember from your childhood or past or how we've been brought up but it's um it does impact in that way so I think it's huge in terms of how you respect yourself and treat yourself um equally with our relationship I'm fairly sure we both gentle parent each other now (laughs) Um, and it does wonders for relationships and you know I say it in, in those terms but really it just means Understanding each other, empathizing with each other, listening to each other, um, and yeah, kind of just recognizing and using those um, approaches hugely impacts your relationship. Um, and I think yeah, there's definitely been times where where that's really helped us, and to to work through what otherwise might have previously escalated to more of an argument could then be something that's much more constructive because we use these sort of techniques now that they they work.
2: So you, you think they help, they help overall your relationship with each other, um, how you look at yourself, as well as um, your the techniques you use with your child.
0: Yeah, we really do. I think it's all encompassing in their approaches that fit in all angles of, of our lives, not even just families, but you can use it in work. You know, there's all kinds of different approaches. And I think it works in loads of different areas, doesn't it?
2: Yes. <laughs> yes well sense. I'm going to turn it over to
1: uh mm-hmm. Sarah all right before we wrap up um can you just tell us a little bit more about your story what you do and how people can find you and possibly join you in your parenting journey
0: yeah of course so my Instagram is at the respectful mom which is the UK spelling of it so it's M-U-M as opposed to M-O-M <laughs> um and at the minute, I'm just about to launch a children's book, which is called I Will Always Help You Sleep, which is very much Aww. you know, based on all of this and everything that I've learned. And I, again, I wanted to normalize these things for people and put it in a really digestible format. Um, so that's coming out next month. Um, mm-hmm. So in terms of being able to access that, the best way is to follow me on Instagram. Um, there'll be launch updates on there and there's a link in uh, to my website where you can sign up to my newsletter as well. Awesome.
2: Wonderful. Wonderful. Exciting.
0: (laughs) All (laughs) right. So
1: we always end with one or two things that people can use like this week to put the information that they heard about or learned to good use. So um, what are one or two things parents can do this week to prioritize their relationship?
0: so I think there's two for me the love languages that I mentioned earlier if you just google it you'll find them but essentially you do a quiz which we all love a quiz don't we um (laughs) do a quiz and it will tell you what your love language is and it's really great because you then get to see what it is the other person needs and we were the opposites we didn't have the same love languages and so that was really interesting because you go okay so what I need is not what you need um and Mm -hmm. it just be really mindful for each other of what what their love language is and what they need to feel loved. Um, So that's a great one. Um, And then the other one is the six-second affection every day. So the six-second kiss, the six-second cuddle. Um, There's been loads of studies into this that show that, I I forget the figures, but people, in terms of how long they kiss for a day, it's like less than a second a day. It's a peck, isn't it, on the lips, if that. Um, Mm -hmm. And so they say that the six-second kiss or cuddle Really reconnects you, Um, and so that's something we've been trying to do for a few months now. And um, I think that really helps as well. It just means that you just take that that time to reconnect in in those six seconds. And um, yeah, I think that's really helpful as well. I love that.
2: Wow,
1: that makes a lot of sense. (laughs)
2: Less being angry with each other too, especially with cuddling and a kiss. (laughs) Everything goes out (laughs) the (laughs) window. (laughs) yeah exactly
1: all right well thank you so much for joining us Zoe it was really such a pleasure
0: no problem thank you very much for having me I really appreciate it
1: thanks for listening head over to msquarebooks.com where you can find all the latest books and hear about upcoming events like live readings see you next time